street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Awesome. And I'm, are you still down with me recording and live streaming? Oh, of course. Yeah, live streaming. Yeah, you're so good. I really appreciate you. Yeah, you just rolling with the flow, dude. Yeah. Make sure we're good to go. Yeah. So, how long has it been since we last talked? What has it been, like a week and a half or something like that? Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I jotted down some notes after our talk. Uh-huh. And without appearing too weird, would you mind if I like just high level went over them? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I did this because I want to. Un I really want to understand what you believe. Yeah. And if I'm off, if I'm mistaken, then I want to know about it. Yeah. But I also think like in the process of repeating it back, like it might make more sense. Hmm. Um, not make more sense, but it might uh, jog more content give give you more things to add to it so that I can better understand even more yeah is that decent yeah okay Let's do it. <laughs> all right um, so you're with navigators yeah and you uh, in the past you've brought people that you would dub agnostics yep. I don't know how you're meeting them but you would bring them to events here at the school with yep. the SSA the secular student Alliance like mm -hmm. they did like a religious panel and you'd bring them to that mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons why you do that is because you feel that um, you're you're solid in your position, right? And if it's true, then my my position should be able to hold up to any scrutiny, even that somebody that might be doubting. Yeah. Right. And just you know, just gives people that greater kind of lens of what else is out there. You know, other belief systems, what it looks like, what they something to contrast. Yeah, kind of correct contrast. Oh, okay. Here's some other thoughts too. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. And. You do believe Christianity is the truth. It's the most fulfilling. You've used that word a couple times the last time we talked. And you want people to grow in Christianity because you feel that Christianity is the most fulfilling. Out of all the options that are out there, then Christianity is the best. Um, you're 100% sure that your God exists. And we, I don't know if you remember the scale. I'll, I'll repeat it here. Yeah. The scale was about confidence and doubt. 100% absolutely confident, no doubt. 0% no doubt, or no confidence, all doubt. Mm -hmm. And you put yourself at 100 now you said that you couldn't prove that your God exists. There's no evidence for the God, but the fulfillment that you get. I didn't say there's no. I said there's like no fact. There's no like way to like absolutely prove. But there is evidences, but no way to like absolutely prove the existence. Okay. That there's like zero evidence, but there is. But there's not like enough to make a hundred percent conclusive, concrete fact of these of the existence. Okay. There's that, enough to place trust in, but not like zero. Like, there's no evidence that this exists, you know? Okay, that, let me just read this next part, and maybe this will clarify oh, yeah. that point. Gotcha. The fulfillment that you get and the evidence that you see rests on a foundation of faith. And that's what brings you to the 100% certainty that Jesus exists. Is that 
correct? 100% faith in God that brings Jesus. I think it was the other way around. Okay. 100% faith in what Jesus said he was, that he was God, that God exists. Okay. Last time we talked, we, we spent a lot of time talking about faith. Like, what is the definition of it? How do you use it? And... Why did this guy pass? I wish I could do that. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I break, I, dude, I break my neck. <laughs> just, just getting on the freaking thing, I know I broke my neck. Yeah, I'm pretty uncoordinated as well. Okay. Um, we did talk a lot about faith. And yeah. you'd, you'd use the Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is mm -hmm. the substance of things hoped for, the assurance of things not seen. Mm -hmm. And it was my understanding that you said something like, or you felt that you needed to use faith as a way of as a way of coming to a truth. That was the foundation that you would build all the fulfillment that you get and the evidence that you see. It's all resting on that foundation of faith. Maybe there's other factors, but that, I think that's the main one. Like you do use reason and logic, the way I kind of logic in God's existence, you know, what yeah. Jesus said. Like you use those things, but ultimately, like I said, the, they can't be the foundational elements. Like faith is the foundational elements, you know, with other things supporting it. It's not by, you know, faith alone. There's other things that kind of factor into that. Okay. We also said, we talked about that if you, if you can no longer use faith to bridge that gap, that your confidence in the existence of Jesus would drop significantly. If you, if you couldn't use faith or if you determined that faith was unreliable, are you still, are you still on board with everything that, that we've, that I've covered here? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. And I, I don't mean to bore you with this, but again, I think it's important so that um, because I think the questions that I want to ask you will vary if my understanding of where you're at mm. is off. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I need is like I need to know the journey, you know. Yeah. What are we, what are we working towards? Right. Like, that's what was like confusing me initially. Is like, okay, what was the purpose of these questions? You know? Sure. So like, let's get to the meat, you know. Yes, yes. And um, you had emailed me and said, hey, can we meet again? And I've got all these questions for you as an atheist. And I said, well, let's meet and I'll address any question you have. While this started off as like an interview, I, I want it to be a friendly conversation, yeah. not a debate. Yeah, I didn't either. Like that, that was, that's what I wanted at this point. It's like, hey, you got to hear so much about me. There's probably other questions you wanted to have, but yeah, that's where I was yeah. at with it. It's like, if we were to meet again, I just wanted to know where you're at, you know? Yes. And what, what you're desiring. What are you desiring out of these interviews? Where are you at in the process? You know? Absolutely. What uh, convictions have you developed? I'll cover I'll call, cover all of that. Just If I could just get oh, through yeah, like yeah. two more things okay. here. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then... Uh, after we, we get caught up, then you ask me any question you want, and then we can maybe keep examining this. Okay. When we ended the talk, the first talk about a week and a half ago, it was on the, what is the corrective measure that you have at your disposal to test to see if faith is as reliable as you think that it is? And you thought about it, you said, well, that's one of those things, I'm a marinator, I really like to think about it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And one of the things you proposed is, if I could... Uh, you said it was really it was really good. You said uh, if if I could see a flaw in God's character, then maybe that would be something that would cause me to to doubt. And then I said, well, can you think about what Anthony's next question would be? So whenever you come up with an answer, if you could say, oh, what would Anthony ask next, and what would Anthony ask ask next to that, that'd be cool. So. That's where we kind of left it off, where um, we talked a lot of, we talked about, that's like a 20, 30 minute talk, the uh -huh. first time we talked, and 
Well, how much time do you have now? Oh, no, yeah, I got something at 2, but yeah, I got a lot of time to go off, like, 150, kind of give me a oh, range. Oh, perfect. Yeah, okay, good. Go too long. Yeah, that's that's. You know, some I, of these conversations, they can just take off, and you're like, oh, it's been an hour? What? You know? Yes, sir, exactly. So sure, like, for me, that's easy to happen, so exactly. don't that to happen. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of where we're at, and we, we left the talk based on kind of hanging on the reliability of faith, because faith was such a big component, that foundation. Yeah. And uh, the last question we had, we had landed on is like you're asking me what things do I need to see for oh, I guess yeah this was the same thing faith. yes sir yeah so, so like if faith is reliable and you gave a couple examples of what you think how you would use faith in a daily life but then it really sounded like you weren't really using faith that um, that it, it seemed to be unique for the God belief but yes when we left off it was more about what would you have to see to realize that faith wasn't reliable. And I think that's where we probably left it off. Okay, and, and as I've been marinating, like even as I hear it again, I'd say like just actions not equating with the results that are supposedly faith gives. That's what I'd say is like you test faith by action. I trust this, therefore I'm going to do things a certain way. So if I went the other way with it and promoted an action, did not get the desired result that I expected to have by having the faith, then I would begin to question the source of the faith. Okay. What would be a really good example of a time that you could... How could we, like, legitimately test the reliability of faith, like, within this next week? Yeah. But what, it comes down to, like, why... What, what is the... That's what gets me, like, what is the importance of wanting to test faith? Okay. Yeah, why do we want it as a reliable... That's that's my big question, is like... Okay. Because I don't think I, I have that for you to be able to test that. Are you of the position now that faith is reliable? Let's just start with that. Yeah, I just don't know why we need that. Why we need that that kind of detail with faith? Like, why we need that? Why does faith need to be reliable? Like, oh, just like faith as a measure. I guess that's what's always confused me. That you're like, why are we even asking about faith in general? Like, okay. As a as a reliable measure. Because again, it's like, what other measures? Would, like, is it like the other measures could be reason and logic besides faith? That's that, a good. That's a good question. I need comparisons to like so, testing this opposed to what else could okay, we test? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's say somebody makes a claim. Um, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Like, my wife makes a claim that, honey, I need you to go to the grocery store. And I'm like, oh, come on. I don't, last thing I want to do is go there. She said, no, no, it's not a big deal. There's only 10 items on the list, and it's all meat. Okay? That's the claim. Now, I could use faith and just believe that it's true. Or I can possibly verify it by maybe looking at the list. Yeah. Okay? Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, so, so yeah. faith is, a lot of people use faith to be certain that what they're believing in is true. Mm. They use it as a way to coming to know something is true. It's like that. I could use faith and believe that, be assured, I'm hoping that it's true. It's the assurance of things that I'm hoping for. And hope that when I go to the store and open up the, the little letter, that's the little piece of paper, that there's 10 items on the list and it's all meat. Yeah. Okay, I could use faith. So it comes down, like, I think I said it like last time too, is like, faith itself can be very unreliable because it's all dependent on the source. I think that's what's it's key, is that faith is like, it's all dependent on what are you placing your faith in. So that's what I would say. Okay, so... so that's, what, that's what's tough for me to say, even say, like, I feel that's you know, what it does, but even just like looking at faith specifically, 
I don't know what more we can kind of like get out of the measuring faith. It sounds like what you're saying is because I'm using faith to conclude that Jesus exists, it's a superior it's a superior method for coming to a truth. Is that what you're saying? Because because the the thing that I'm believing in is so important, it makes faith reliable. I would say the fact that if it if he is what he says he is, if he really is this God says like that being the source, like it's the belief in that. That's what makes the faith reliable, is that the source of it is reliable. I think like you can have faith in the most ridiculous things. So I'd say is like with that, faith can be a very unreliable measure. Because you're not testing things. You're just well, I guess it can be in the sense like if you trust in something and it doesn't produce the results you you've seen, then it would show itself not to be reliable in a sense. But Okay. That's what I keep wanting to like making my conclusions to do is just like say faith has to have a, it's all about the source so okay, again, well, I'm trying to process through faith here, as a reliable. Let me get let me, yeah. let me give you another example. Yeah. I talk to a lot of people on this campus. They're not all Christians. Yeah. I talk to a bunch of Muslims, mm. a lot of Hindus, yeah. and even a pagan here or there. And when I start asking the questions, Austin, usually they say, I use faith. Mm. I have the assurance and I hope that it's true. And it's really important to me. And I know Allah is there. I know Vishnu is the one true God. Mm. I know there's a pagan goddess protecting me. And it almost always comes down to faith. Now that discovery doesn't seem to jive with what I'm hearing from you because you're using faith and coming to a completely different God than they are. With that being said, how reliable is faith if the end result can vary from person to person to person? If, if faith was reliable, Shouldn't anyone that uses it get to your God? The best thing is like faith is so subjective because it can be a, a multitude of things though. That would make sense that it would be that. So I guess I see what you're saying. Like if there was this reliable system in which to believe, it would funnel into the correct pathway. But now you're, you're giving the example of faith is giving these different confidences. So based on that, like I guess you could say like faith, like I said, it can be unreliable in the fact we're just... It, I, I don't like that word like reliable. I guess it can just be what would be a varying. Word? It can be faith can be varying in, in, in the sources, but I guess you can say it is unreliable about where faith will lead you. You know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So yeah, that, that's why I would say that it's like, yeah, it can have those factors to it. So if if the path of faith can vary, mm-hmm. let's go with vary. Yeah, vary. Right. Yeah. And lead to destination A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is faith, as a method for coming to a truth, the best way? Hmm. Coming to a truth. Again, I think there's better ways to... If we're trying to come to a truth, yeah, we're going to come through it through looking at evidences and reasons. So I'm definitely not trying to envision like, oh yeah, you should just believe it by faith. Yeah. I'm definitely like, yeah, we need to have a, a reasoned faith. And that's what I would, I would want for people. That's what I would, when I meet with agnostics and in, in, in atheists or, you know, agnostic atheists. It's just yeah. like, I just see hunger. It's like, do you want to learn more? You know, do you want to learn about other, other belief systems? Because that's what it's going to take. Okay. You can't just like, oh, believe. You know, it's not going to happen that way. 
it's going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a struggle. That's what you see all throughout the Bible is these characters just wrestling with this relationship with God, these tough situations, and they're wrestling with this goodness, and is he in control, is he here? That's constantly what happens in this faith. It's constantly being tested, you know? So, and they're, they're bringing out certain elements to test it. So yeah, so I'd want to come to that conclusion. Like, yeah, there's other means you have to go to to, to find out what is truth. Because the hopes is like through the through these methods, you would have a confidence. That's what I'd say. Like with your faith, a confidence in believing this is true. But the means by going, I say like faith is the end result of reason, logic, and and evidence that you've been researching. Oh, okay. Faith is the end result. Yes. Because last we talked. It seemed like what you were saying is faith is that foundation on which you mm. build your fulfillment and the evidence that mm. and I, fact, I, I like thought you even said bad. without faith that, that you need faith you need faith in order to conclude that the God exists are you saying that that's yeah. no longer the case yeah that's what I would say is like once you get to that end result it becomes your fault like it's like I've come to the terms that I'm at like this crossroads based on my research and now I'm going to build this as my foundation and this be my belief system Okay. So I would say is like, well, I'm trying to do the point is like, I'm not going to just like, I'm, I believe this, you know? It's just like, no, I'm going to think this through. I'm going to research. I'm going to weigh the logic, the evidence, and see where that takes me. Like, what is what remains supreme? Hmm. And then making a commitment. And I would say the commitment is faith. And that is your foundation for your belief. That you've placed your confidence and your belief in this system of thought. In this worldview. So I know that you mentioned that you will often befriend people that are seeking. They're seeking what, where they best fit. Yeah. And you'll take them to atheist events and Hindu, whatever, speakers. Yeah. <laughs> if, if those people came to you, Austin, and said, Austin, you know, I, I, I really want to believe what you believe. Would you advise them to seek evidence for the belief or go off of faith alone? Oh yeah, evidence, definitely. Okay. Like, go out and seek the evidence. That's what I was saying earlier is like, not that there's zero evidence for God, there's just not a complete evidence. You cannot prove God. It's not a debate to just like, because you're gonna, I'm gonna prove that God good. That's not my debate at all. I'm not, that, that is not an aim. I can't do that. I okay. can't give, 100% empirical evidence that someone is seeking. I can't provide that. I can give some, and there's some against it, but that's what I'm saying. Weigh the evidence. I'd say seek evidence, yes. Hmm. Think logically. Use reason. Look at history. See what this what this has done. See what other things are doing. Okay. So I guess along the same lines then, yeah. it, I guess I'd like to kind of get an idea now of what you would you would point to to say this is the strongest piece of evidence that I have that Jesus exists yeah. and it's not faith what would what would that be do you have a something on the top of your head well strongest evidence I have for Jesus is the empty tomb with his resurrection I feel it I mean even the the early biblical authors that it says it rises and falls on was that tomb actually empty and what things did actually happen can yeah. we say of how this happened you know, why was that tomb empty definitely that is the, the biggest one okay so along the same lines of us talking about what you would accept to lower your confidence in faith mm -hmm. I kind of like to get in a, and I don't mean to be like all negative a yeah. negative Nancy here yeah. but 
what would you have to see as an evidence-based person what would you accept to to change your mind and that the the tomb what what's being perceived as an empty tomb really wasn't yeah or you know I guess when it comes down to it empty tomb means Jesus rose from the dead yeah so what stones would, rolled away and like where is he you know yeah where's, that, where's the body you know so what would be the evidence then that you would accept Austin to say okay if I saw that or read that then I wouldn't believe the idea of Jesus rising from the dead mm-hmm. yeah I mean just that uh, what the common theme that got spread out was like the disciples stole the body so like it either got stolen and they hid it he's dead or another possible belief uh, he survived the crucifixion and he got out himself and he kind of limped along and snuck past the guard those are great examples so what would you accept as evidence to make you conclude that the body was stolen or it was hid or he um, survived it yeah I just like I guess if you if you saw the bones like if you saw like the the dead body if you had uh, witness accounts I think would be a big thing testimonies of seeing like an injured person walking around if you stumbled across a story tomorrow that somebody discovered the bones of Jesus would that lower you on the position of your belief would that affect your evidence yeah, like I said, that, that's where, like, when you see something like that, you, it doesn't, like, shatter your faith. It's something, I'll look into this. And then mm-hmm. I see what they have to say. Their evidence is behind it, and I weigh it. I weigh it based on what I've placed my belief in. And I say, is this greater than my belief? Is this, is this what truth is? Is this true? And then I go either way with it. You know, it's, it's either an all-in or all-out. Or if it's something like, hey, I need a little bit more, I think that's what can cause a little doubt. It's okay. Like, hey, I've, I'm all into this, but I want to look into this further. There's there's something that I want to see more about this. What some evidence they brought up that I can't explain. There's something there. So yeah, you, you, you not only listen to it, but you'd evaluate it. Yeah. And determine if it would impact your confidence in the accuracy of your belief that Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. So again, it comes to, through all the things I've researched and experienced, I've come to this conclusion. But again, it's not saying like, we're done here is like the hopes is that I've placed my belief in this you know? yeah so is, is there anything else that could sway me from this you know? okay so just to drill a little bit deeper mm-hmm. bear with me here what would constitute to you sufficient evidence to conclude that those were indeed the bones of Jesus I'd have to look at a historian's account and see what their measures would be. I, I would just need to. I would need to know framework. It's like, what is sufficient evidence in this case? Because I've seen other you know, times we say, like, oh, if you get like, th- you know, the, the whole thing. If you got like three to five witnesses in a court that say the same thing, you got a pretty solid case. So I want to see that. I would weigh other experts in the field, subject matter experts, and say like, what are, what, what's a good measure here for what these people are saying? Are they in the ballpark of us to weigh this? Would ten experts be enough? That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty solid. Really? Yeah. I mean, ten different experts saying yeah. a certain thing. I, I don't know. I, again, I'd have to. I just have to know the feel. I, I don't know if that's good or like. I need to know, is that good or not? I need okay. like a like a just a broad kind of view of measures of what that would look like. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I want to just recap, and then I'm going to answer any question that you okay. have for me. Yeah. 
When we talked the first time, it seemed like faith was a huge part of the reason why you believed. That I just even remember us talking about it being the foundation and the evidence and the fulfillment that you get is all resting on that foundation. And I remember saying, dude, I, I want to crawl under the foundation with a flashlight and shine and see yeah. what cracks are in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's just like, I, I just wasn't understanding the questions. Like, okay. Because again, I don't have much of the, the philosophic talks with the lingo and the, the way questions are asked. Sure. Are again, that's, that's why I need a lot of explanation. That, and that's the beauty of yeah. us taking a little time in between. Yeah. So that. At the very least, maybe you have a better way of expressing yeah. your belief, and I have a, a more clear idea of what you're expressing. Yeah. So that could be a good thing. Those are like I didn't come from the origin of like coming forth, being starting as a skeptic to be able to like really measure things, very just kind of accurately, precisely know like I was weighing against this and this, and this is why I chose this. You know, kind of yeah. born into it. So I didn't have the lingo or the mindset of what that looks like. Okay. But like I said, it's been a slow process as I get around types that are that way. I see the way they think and how they measure truth and what it looks like it helps me to apply the same measures to my belief that's great so I'm on the journey wow. yeah. that's great so maybe as a if I never see you again from this point on if I can make just one suggestion yeah. and that's this idea of the testability of something mm. like the grocery list example yeah. like if my wife says you know I've got 10 items on there they're all meat mm -hmm. I could probably use faith and go to the store and go start heading to that section of the grocery store, but not until I glance at the list would I know for sure. And further, let's say I'm now looking at the list and there's 10 items on there. I could probably tell you something that I would accept on the list to confirm to me that the list does not contain all items of meat. Yeah. Like if I see potatoes on there, then I know that I have a way of testing her claim yeah. that the list contains those things. Mm. So maybe as a takeaway, and it sounds like you're, you're very open to new ideas and, and hearing from non-believers, and I think that's awesome. Mm. And uh, that might be just a little nugget to, to pack away so that the next time you think something is true, mm. you might just ask yourself, well, what would I have to accept to change my mind? Mm. And the bones that you mentioned where 10 people might, 10 experts in the field, might actually do it for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so let's switch gears. Yeah. I want to put away my board. There you go, okay. And uh, you can ask me anything you want. Nice. Within reason. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> What's your criminal record? <laughs> Where, where are those skeletons at? Yeah, that, that was curious. Like, where have, where have you? You've talked to so many different people now. You got so many different experiences, worldviews. Where, what convictions have you placed yourself on through like the lens of reason and measuring and testing things? Like, what what convictions have you landed on? What's what are still some that you're developing? But how's the journey been for you? Have I don't read some conclusions. Are you still questioning? My conclusion is that I will probably always be on the search for conclusions. Mm. I will never be a hundred percent certain on mm. anything mm. yet you were a hundred percent certain on your, the existence of your God and that that quite honestly baffles me when I hear somebody that's that certain mm. and it makes me really want to know about it like what do you have to justify such a confidence in your belief and I love having conversations with people to find out the different reasons yeah. sometimes it's evidence sometimes it's faith it seemed like we started off faith and then we went to evidence yeah. 
which is fine. Like it, that that shows. I mean, that kind of gives me an idea that you've been thinking about it, and I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But that's that's. I, I I've sort of settled on a position of being a skeptic. Mm -hmm. I don't believe a God exists, but I don't know that one doesn't. Exactly. I'm well, an agnostic to, atheist. Well, you have to be like, you know, atheist, agnostic atheist. Yes, sir. You have to be that term. Right. Can't put 100% on it, but yeah. Right. So I would put myself at the, on that same chart, that same scale, I'm about a two. Hmm. Like a two or three. On like the, the doubt versus like faith scale or something? Yes, sir. Like yeah. I have pretty much all doubt and no confidence that your God exists. Yeah. But I don't discriminate. Like, I feel the same way about Allah. <laughs> yeah. Or Vishnu or any other guy like that. Yeah. yeah. All across the board. But I'm open to it. Yeah, because you're still two or three. It's not a zero. So there's right. still, like, a, there's a little bit there. Well, I also think that if I was at a zero, then I would have a certain responsibility to demonstrate why there is no God. Yeah. And I certainly can't do that. Mm. Of, like, being the, the, the wielder of truth, in a sense. Yeah, if you're at a zero... Like you've reached the mountaintop. Right? I think once you say, I know there's no God, then you have the, the responsibility to demonstrate how you can know that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you want to ask me about? Let's see. Um, yeah, I guess just like, what, how do you, what's your worldview? Like, how do you live life? Like, what, you know, so how, how do, do you... How do I get fulfillment? Yeah, we'll get through, like, I like just going through the journey, like, how do you believe life started? You know, it's the beginning, okay. morality, purpose, it's like the Ravi Zacharias for point questions here. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Uh, the four oh, point just, thing. But I'll, just, I'll look into I know I've heard of Ravi Zacharias. It's like arrival. It's like uh, origin, morality, purpose, and destination. Okay. Four so questions. Let's, that, we can cruise through those. Yeah. So yeah. What do you think about Maybe. origin? Yeah. The origin of life from non-life, we don't know the answer to that yet. Mm -hmm. I was saying like, where's your slant? Like, what do you feel? I uh, Science like seems it. to indicate, and I've, I've actually was watching a fantastic video on abiogenesis that shows how chemicals can align in an environment that Earth was probably in several billion years ago that lent itself to the formation of cell structures. And that's probably how we got here. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Well, would that kind of would that happen like in a Big Bang kind of thing, or like, I'm more okay? Like big well, bang Big Bang is more the formation of the universe, the universe yeah. and then billions of years later, then conditions on this planet seem to be right for the formation of cells mm. and membranes and RNA and DNA and then very very basic organisms. Yeah. So the the formation of the universe, Big Bang, is different than the abiogenesis, and then that's even different than so evolution. I didn't say formation of life, but I guess I was more thinking like origin of the universe and then kind of... Origin, I, my same, my, basically it would be the same answer. We don't know how the origin was formed yet. Yeah. Because all these are I don't know, but it's just like what, what are like personal theories and what, what do you like... Well, here's another theory. Is like I'm okay, I'm okay going through my life saying I don't know. Mm. I'd rather say I don't know than to make something up. Yeah. Or to go off of something based on faith, because of the very reason that we talked about, the destination varies from person to person to person. Yeah, it does. So it would need to be an evidence path for me, and something that's testable, like that grocery list. Yeah. You want to get into morality? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I get my morals from pretty much the same place everyone else seems to be getting it from and it's not a book it seems to be from the way that we're raised our environment the social norms 
you know, I was I went to Hawaii last week, and I was uh, getting into my rental car, and it occurred to me I should probably know whether I can text and drive here or not. Because in some states it's illegal, right? Or maybe in some cities. I don't know how that works. And I asked, and I found out the rules. So, and I thought, well, heck, that's kind of a microcosm of what is going on with morality. Like, we get it from an, our environment. Was that sufficient enough, or do you want to Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. what was yeah. the other? Cultural, yeah, and then, so, like, purpose. Like, what do you, what do you believe, like, purpose for human life is? The purpose so for human live life? In a certain way, but, like, what are we doing, you know? What are, why are we here? We formed, we're self-aware, <laughs> you know? Why are we here, the why question. Um... I'm not the first one to throw this out, but asking why we're here might be a ridiculous question. Like, there may not even be a reason. Mm. Um, even asking the question might be somewhat... Uh, weird. Strange. How so? Unnecessary. Because... If we did arise from natural processes, there is there is really no meaning to it all. Yeah. But I feel that humans give their own life purpose. Yeah. We give our own life's meaning. Because that's what I want to say is like yeah, you feel yeah, going back to just having you restate like your why behind the the interviews and honestly, just constantly just you know checking things out, questioning, you know, being a skeptic. Like for yeah. you, what kind of pleasure do you get out of it? Like the the why behind interviewing and going through these talks. Okay. Uh, I think we touched on this this last time, but... Again, there's no response. You, you don't have, like, you don't have the zero percent faith and the disbelief, so mm -hmm. you don't have, like you said... The Why am I out here talking to strangers? Yeah. The reason I do it is because I think this campus, this state, this country, this world is going to be a better place mm. if everyone believes things that are true. Mm. If... If everyone believed true things, well, let me ask you: Do you think that the world would be a better place if everyone believed the true things? I like to believe so. If they're believing in the truth, yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, but that's that's where we hit the just the disagreement. Like, what is true? I think that's what everyone hits. Is like everyone's disagreeing on what is true. And it seems like the reason why they disagree is because the methods they're using to arrive at their conclusions mm, goes back to seem unreliable. And that goes back to our discussion about evidence and faith. So that's why I'm out here. I mentioned before, like I want to, I want to identify what you believe and why, yep. and then with you inspect. <laughs> Need a tissue? Oh no. Inspect the foundation to see if it's reliable. Yep. And if it isn't, then maybe you can find a. a more reliable way of coming to your conclusion but if you can't like if you can't if you're like shoot faith ain't reliable and I've got I really don't have very good evidence because I can't test it I'm not saying that this is the case yeah. but if you do come to that conclusion and you abandon your belief for something that's more real then I would be tickled if that was the case mm. yeah. those like that do you have like any other jobs that you are engaged in right now, and what's the website, and how's that going? Oh. The project, yeah. Oh, this is I call it a hobby. The hobby um, yeah. Some people say that's a weird word, and you should use the word project instead. But I, I, I really prefer hobby. It seems like it's an ongoing thing, so it does seem like a kind of a hobby. It is, yeah. and I, I, I take great pleasure from it. And 
Uh, to answer your question, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I've got two kids. They're at school. They should be home pretty soon. So I had a little time to come over here and chat with you and, and chat with believers to see what they believe and why. How many hours do you usually dedicate to interviewing people when you're on campus? Do you go to other campuses or just UTSA? I've been at other campuses. Uh, I kind of like this one because it's close to my house. Um, what was your question again? Uh, oh, just like what this, uh, what website is this associated oh, with? Yes, I have a YouTube channel. Oh, YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, just met people that watch your videos and check things I've out. I've got a fairly decent subscriber base. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, nothing compared. Any lively discussions on certain videos? Tons. Oh, really? Tons. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of smiling because there's a woman walking by who I had a wonderful conversation with about a year ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, the conversations are awesome. Hey, there's another guy. I talked to him before. Yeah. So, as you can see, when I when I have a talk with somebody, usually the talk is very positive. Yeah. How's it going, dude? How Excuse doing, me. Man? I'm doing good, man. Good to see you. Good. Varnell, good see you. right? Yes, sir. Right. Vontrell. Sorry. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. I'm horrible with names. <laughs> but, um, no, we have nice, fun chats, and usually people end up being really grateful that we've had them. Mm. And I hope that we walk away from this talk kind of on the same, same vein. Yeah. So. I was curious. Yeah. So it's just a YouTube channel, and you got that going. On. That's it. Yeah. Any other hopes, like maybe making a documentary one no. day? Any future aspirations with what your all this footage you're getting? I don't think so. I think uh, if I were to do like a documentary, Write a book or maybe a book, but it wouldn't be. It would be quite different than what most people would think if they were to watch my videos and then think of a book. But um, no, I don't have any short-term plans for that or even really long-term plans. I've not kind of toyed, the, toyed with the idea of a book, but I don't really know for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, before you were stay-at-home dad, like, what were you doing previously before that? I had, a, uh, I had an online business. Mm. Yeah. And um, So you used to the yeah, you used to online realm a little bit. You know, I was doing e-commerce stuff. Okay. Yeah. What do you do when you're not bringing agnostics to uh, Secular Student Alliance events. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Uh, I know you're part of... Um, yeah, Navigators. Navigators. So just on staff with that ministry, so just growing in... How long have you been on staff there? So I'm, I'm on my third year at this point. Really? Spent my first year over at Texas Tech, you know, where I'm from in Lubbock. Yeah. And then I spent this, this second year, you know, third year on staff, but second year in San Antonio. So okay. So we're trying to pioneer this ministry, but hmm. again, how we do is just gauge interest. Yeah. There's a parable in the Bible, soil testing. We test the soil of people's hearts, and that's what I was even seeing, like, with uh, with me asking these questions, like, yeah. if there's hunger there, if there's any desire to know more, but you're, you're always you're always probing the, the spaces and seeing... I want to know what's true. Yeah. Like, if what you're believing is true, I want to know about it. That's why I love the channel. Then I got to be a little skeptical about you, because you are a skeptic, so it's just like, you're, you're always going to be asking more and more questions, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Helps. Like, if you, you say, you've called me up in two weeks, and like, Anthony, dude, we've got to meet. I know exactly what it's going to take for you to believe in my God. I'm going to be there. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll hear you out. Yeah, I wanted to you know, work with the people a little bit. So if they want to, you know, that's the whole point. Is like, do you want to know more? That, that was that was going to be like one of my last questions. But do you like specifically about the Bible? Because I know it's atheist to all gods. But is there interest? I mean, you probably studied the Bible quite a bit through your time of being in America and this, this culture, this society. But mm -hmm. any more interested in learning more? You probably had tons of people ask you and tons of people tell you. Things. To be perfectly blunt with you, oh, yeah. I have really no interest in reading the Bible anymore mm -hmm. until it could be demonstrated to be true. Mm. I'm not going to take the book on faith. Yeah. 
which is what I get from a lot of people. Um, right here in this very spot, I was chatting with a guy who's a leader of an on-campus group who advised me right here, dude, like two months ago. Anthony, all you need to do, just for 30 to 60 days, just believe it. Just, just believe it. Go through the, do an experiment. And then at the end of the 60 days, decide. I, I can't force myself to believe something. Yeah. And I can't take a book on faith. Yeah. So, me spending 20 hours with you to learn just get the Bible really is data, not. Yeah, just intellectual information. I, I'm willing to do that, but you need to demonstrate to me that that it's really true. It's true. It's just, and I can't yeah. take the book's word for it that it's true. Yeah. You know, what I, you see my like, dilemma. No, I understand where skeptics coming from. Like I'm receiving this data, but how can I trust the source? You know. Yeah. I mean. I, yeah. I exactly. Let me ask you a question. Um, were you familiar in any way with the work that I've been doing out here prior to us talking the first time? I was not like that. I kind of saw it. I was I was talking with the SSA guys a little bit. I saw you kind of you you talked about. It. I think you were talking with one of them, like a conversation you were having, and then you know oh. I'd heard you say something about you know something about deeper thinking. So I, I had I had a very good idea about what you're doing. I saw the GoPro. I was like, okay, I guess he's interviewing people, asking deeper questions. So I saw it. I was like, okay, let's see it for myself. Let's, ah. let's go through the process myself. And, and you just came up to me that day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. But yeah, I saw you. Know, I saw the, the same get up, and I was like, okay. So I, <laughs> I was like, okay. I feel get you. up. I yeah. like that. With SSA. That's awesome. Because again, like that's my get to know SSA people is when they have ask what ask an atheist a question day. I wish they did it more often. Man. I, I mean, know. once a year. Yeah, it's once a year. So they should my, honestly do that every time they table. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm gonna be speaking to their group mm. uh, the start of the next semester. What are you gonna be speaking on? This. Oh, okay. This technique. Oh, just this te just like asking questions and my tech. This technique that you're seeing of Socratic questioning to uncover tr the truth. Yeah. And I'll probably show a video or two of of encounters that I would dub successful, mm. yeah. where a person really thought about it mm. and came to the conclusion that they did not have a good reason for holding the belief. Mm. A lot of people. That's just gonna scare them. You know, when you get deeper into it, like it's scare who. I just, you know, certain people just that have not thought that deeply. Any person has not thought that yeah. deeply. What would be the worst thing that would happen to you if you really thought about our talks, watched a few of my videos, mm. came to my lecture, and six months from now you abandoned your belief? You can no longer hold it because you realized you did not have sufficient evidence mm. and you realized that faith was unreliable. A little tough, you know, on staff with the ministry. That would change my entire life. Your career is based on this belief, is it not? My career is based on the belief. It would change a lot how I live. That that would lead to a lot of like, how do I even live life now? Like that would, that would be really tough. Like I would lose a lot of hope in what I've placed everything in, just everything and how it operates. Because again, like for me, I, I would lose my mission in life. Because like my mission became my career of just like advancing this mission. And I wouldn't know what my purpose could be at that point. Would you need to have another purpose Absolutely. planned out before you made the decision, or would the decision come first? The decision to abandon the belief, to the discard it. Come first. Like I feel like you'd have to like cut the ties, and you have to be like, now what? What is the? What okay. would be the mission? If I couldn't find a new mission, it'd be probably almost suicidal. That'd be a little tough because, like, what's the purpose? I don't think it'd be suicidal, but I'd like, I kind of just like aimlessly go about, like, now yeah. what? And there'd have to be something to like bring me in. Can I buy a book for you? What book is it? It's called Hope After Faith, and it's written by a guy named Jerry DeWitt. He was a Pentecostal 
preacher in Louisiana, hardcore, believed it just like you believe it now. And he had a few events in his life where he realized, I can't, I can't continue holding the belief. What do I do now? Yeah. And it, it's a beautiful story about how he, I mean, he, it's a struggle. So that is, it's, it's sad to see it. But the way that he explains it is, is wonderful. And how he actually finds community. And he's doing some amazing things now in the agnostic, atheist, skeptical community mm. where um, he's, found, he's, he's found a place to land and a community to support him yeah. so um, I was at this stage that would be a waste of money because unless I was in that room where I was like really doubting and some okay. of the things were really starting to pack a punch that would be helpful but that's just like totally counterintuitive where I'm advancing with my life okay I understand yeah. that's that's cool if you ever reach that point I know I got I got an email you know, email like, me I know the guy to talk to and, and it, even how you do your interviews like that's how I even want to do my evangelism is a lot of bringing out so that's good to know I have a term to it Socratic method I, I was saying like presuppositional apologetics. That's how I was kind of phrasing what I like to bring is having people uncover their worldviews. What I'm doing, to be perfectly honest, is the complete opposite of presuppositional apologetics. Really? Wrong term then. Presupp apologetics yeah. assert that something's true. Mm. Here, here's a presupp in my mind. I might be mistaken. There might be people that are screaming at me now, but <laughs> a presuppositionalist asserts that I know something to be true. And not only do I know it, you know it too. You're just willing, you're just unwilling to admit it. Hmm. And they they presuppose that a God exists. Hmm. What I'm doing is trying to be as neutral as possible in saying, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? And is it reliable? Hmm. And I, if you recall, maybe from the first, there was a little bit more of me telling you what I think because you were asking me now. But yeah. my approach in our first talk primarily and then in any of the videos that you'll watch me talking with people mm -hmm. I will ask questions I'll ask question after question after question but give appropriate time for people to think about it yeah. that is the complete opposite of presuppositionalism mm -hmm. I get yeah I get why it's, it's funny it's kind of it's trying to bring like a conviction like you know this to be true that the term kind of brings the, the term that I, I'd like you to research if you could it's called street epistemology mm -hmm. okay. it's a mouthful and if you don't remember, just email me. And no, I'll, yeah, I remember that. I've okay, that Google it if you can. And I think it would be fabulous if believers use that method hmm. when talking with other believers or even non-believers. Hmm. Because street epistemology. Street epistemology. Is it kind of? Is it just simply like you're saying, like Socratic? Method? It's just a lot of asking questions very neutrally, or is it different from what you were previously? Saying? The techniques vary from person to person, but it's based on a book called a manual for creating atheists hmm. which is like yeah asking those deep questions like it'll because lead. yeah uh, if, if you keep asking questions more than likely unless somebody has a really good reason for holding the belief they may eventually discover that it's not reliable the methods they used are not reliable and they discard the belief and hence the atheist side of it mm -hmm. however Street epistemology is a quest for the truth. Mm. So if, if you, you know, I remember the very start, you're like, I'm so confident that what I'm believing is true. I'll bring other people who I'm trying to get to believe what I believe to all these different events because I know that my beliefs can stand on their own merit. Mm. If you really have that position, I think it would be wonderful if you use these, these, th this technique mm. when you start talking to people and encourage them to ask you those same questions in return. Yeah.
but I would love to see you at the at the my, my presentation. Hmm. And I, we don't have a date firmed up yet. Okay. But if, if that would be just helpful for everyone. It's like how do you? Because I see it's like how to be a better question asker. I see that's how the, the general theme I can get out of it. That can be helpful. Absolutely. Build some new relationships. And yeah. To know some more people, see their stories. Then I was saying like asking atheist day is like basically hear an atheist's testimony. Like what happened? You know, or, Part or of my you, goal is in talking to the SSA is to <laughs> give them these tools hmm. so that. And I've seen them engage with believers, and it's usually contentious. Mm. They're debating. Mm. And did we debate at all? I don't think we did. No. Did you enjoy the talk? Yeah, because I was enjoy. Like, I knew based on how you presented yourself initially that you were just going to straight up ask questions, and like you're hoping to get me to a certain point. If it led that way, you know, if the, the questions really did hit, but mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be civil. I know that you. Enjoy. I know that you. Uh, there's no way that you're going to abandon your career and suddenly become like Jerry Dewitt and join the atheist movement yeah. or anything, but. Based on what we talked about, and I know that you started off with faith, and now we're we're basing it on evidence. Mm. Has your confidence in the existence of your God changed in any way since we first talked? No, it's actually pretty much neutral. You know, it's just, I think it's pretty much the same. Okay. You know, right. I don't need more detailed, you know, utter explanations to really kind of hit the points. Because I, I, I think honestly, some of the points just kind of. Flew past me a little bit. Oh really? Okay. Maybe some of them, but would you be I interested? I was tracking, like that's what I say. Like I strongly believe that I was tracking most of the time. Like I'm hoping I was. You know. Do you think that watching the two videos now of us engaging with each other would be beneficial or harmful to you? Uh, I think just harmful because it'd just be a waste of time. I don't think I'd get much out of it seeing really? the interviews that I placed. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would you say that? I don't know, I just, uh, I don't feel like... You're not going to hurt my feelings, just be oh, totally no, blunt. I just feel like through what I was processing, I don't feel like I was really processing through much. I was just trying to process, like, how to answer the questions. That was more what I was doing. I don't feel like mm. I, I left this really wrestling with anything. That's the thing. I think through asking so much, like, understanding questions, it was basically me just kind of uh, answering, like, what you trying to figure out what I believed in through certain systems of thought. But Okay. I guess that, like I, did, I didn't need more kind of, like the debate kind of topics do kind of that, that's kind of stuff I, I will wrestle with but it was a good time to kind of understand really? each time yeah okay Cause even though they're, they're tense and they're tough but it's good to start off understanding where we're at and then come to a point of, that's what I wanted to even end with too is like my greatest point for evidence just like see where you landed with uh, the empty tomb theory like what your thought was and mm. I was going to ask you about the historical Jesus but just kind of hear your thought but just simply just kind of hear the thoughts hear the view because again, like, there's no point for me to debate you in the, if there's no hunger to know more about the Bible. But again, it helps mm. sharpen my thoughts if someone is hungry about the Bible. So again, that's what that's what I get out of these conversations is I do enjoy hearing the different points of view. Yeah. Even if someone's not hungry, because if someone is hungry, I can help them later. I can okay. better serve them from what a skeptic thought, their points of view, their evidence is behind that belief versus my evidence. Because then I'm just trying to help in the, the hungry. You know, I'm, I'm trying to help in the people that are getting drawn yeah. in. In a sense, but are you saying that you think that there's a greater chance that you would lower your position in the confidence of your belief if I was more aggressive and confrontational and debating with you? I don't think so. I think it'd be turned out. It'd be the validity of your points. I think that would, like the the oh. way you present them is irrelevant. If you did it more aggressively, it'd be I'd less hear you. But just the just the points you're making, that's what's going to stand the test of time. But even if it's done in an aggressive manner, if it's a valid point, it still can kind of shine through okay. once the emotions fade away. Um, I'm not trying to make any points. Mm. 
Yeah. I'm trying to ask questions and have you discover those points for yourself. Some of my questioning might be a, a tad leading, like I, I'm sort of in the position that I don't think faith is reliable. So my questions might kind of slant that way, yeah. but I really do try to be neutral on it. Because if it is reliable, then you might have a firmer, fo firmer footing for, for your belief. So, well that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Was that your timer going off? Did we hit our Yeah, that was like, off? that's the 10 minute warning, so it's kind of okay. like, finish up. Yeah, I should know? probably uh, get going too. Mm. So, um, but that would be helpful. Just that one last question, because I feel it's the, the most important thing. Yeah. Have a stance on that. So you didn't bring it up. I did, but the, the point, like, where do you land on the the historical Jesus point? Do you like, do you even believe there's a historical Jesus? Do you not? That'd be helpful for me to. Know I'm kind of at the fifty-fifty on that. Mm. But even if Jesus existed, in my mind, it wouldn't mean that all the supernatural stuff was really true. Oh yeah, and that fits, like, that's the historical Jesus yeah. point of view. It's like, he was a man, he was a religious leader, did some good things, but he wasn't doing this kind of stuff, you know? Well, I'm, But do you believe that he was he was crucified, though? Do you believe that actually happened? I have no idea. I, I kind of get the, I get the sense, based on some of the reading that I've done, that this idea of Jesus is probably an amalgam. It's, it's a mixture of probably several people that had... Kind of like a Shakespeare kind of thing, or...? I don't know much about that. Well, there's a theory that he was like these these certain oh. like knights. And oh, really? Different, and they were like, different authors and stuff. And they they had the pseudonym of like they all like Shakespeare wrote this. But remember, I had a no kidding. arts professor that oh, she, wow. had, she wrote a research paper for her graduate about that about the possibility that there wasn't like a Shakespeare man. Okay. But were you making that same comparison or? Different? I think so. Oh, okay. uh, I have to research what you're saying, but it sounds yeah. similar. Like I think there were probably many people that claimed to be a savior. Hmm. And they did and some interesting kind of things, and then over time... I've never heard that one. That's, that's interesting. That, that would be sort of the, some of the things that I've read. But I think when it comes down to it, whether or not men or a man existed who was a Jesus... And let's say there's, there's historical backing that shows that there was a man that did this. Uh, doesn't mean that all the supernatural stuff is true. That, for me, would require that leap. So at this point, like there has to be belief in the testimony that was happening. And you base it off of evidence, it sounds like now, and not yeah, the, faith. Yeah, the evidence of the testimony that was given, because you know, what other means can we figure out like what this guy was actually doing, the historical account, okay. in a sense. Yeah. Well, maybe we can meet a third time and shift gears and focus a little bit more on the evidence that you believe bolsters your confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, no, that's, that's fine. Like, yeah, I was, I was down for it again, but... It's, it's more about like I wanted to come to a point where like to you know help you in your journey if there there was but that that's how I feel like I can help people is like giving a point of view and, and trying okay. to push it you know teach the Bible and yeah. the, the hunger there, if but. if you have a good way of demonstrating that it's true mm -hmm. like, I don't think I'm the type of guy that would help you like would be Why the not? most help for you I'm more for like the baby thinker kind of like student Why not though I mean if if I mean you're you're a preacher pastor right. I'm not, not uh, I haven't gone to seminary, but I am just uh, simply part okay. of this parachurch ministry, the Navigators, as a missionary to college students. Okay. So, so if you do hit that point in your life where you have a, a just a good justification for holding it, and you think it would be convincing to a skeptic? Yeah. Basically, if I got like an apologetics degree, then I'd be like, okay, let's, let's talk. You know what, bit. though? I got a little bit more foundation for you. I, I don't mind. I, I I'm not interested in debating your your apologetics. Yeah. No, but I feel like the project they give me more evidences for what you're looking for. Okay. Not like, okay. Like, here's some like things to persuade you. It's more like, hmm. here's the thing, the proofs you're kind of looking for. 
kind okay. of things to do that. But I feel like that. I just I can't help you in this season of life. But that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like we're at different angles. I'm more like trying to find people, especially on my campus time, that I can help in their journey. But again, it was, it was helpful that you got to hear where I'm at. And, then we process through a few I understand days. the time is valuable and yeah. you need to you know direct your time where you think it's best served. But again, it's cool. We got to hear each other's journeys. That's what that's the end of it. I, I really want to just the, the big reason to, I just want to see your motivations behind it, yeah. what you've been learning, what conviction you have. That's really what I wanted to see. Sure. Just another relationship forum. I'll see you around. And again, like a, a, a email about the Socratic method, like that'll help me okay. as an evangelist to better serve people and again, or find my thing too about conclusions I've come to. I'd like to see you come to my talk. Yeah, if that's you what can. I'm saying. Yeah. The talk. Because I feel the more I get to marinate on more some of the things we're talking about. So again, I feel like I'm just like getting barely into it. I'm not like a this apologetic type by nature. I'm kinda like trying to just put it in my repertoire. So kind of like this thinker type. Mm-hmm. But the more I kind of think through these things, the more I just hear information, get taught things, I think I'll slowly get around to it. But I think going to your talk would be little part of the process to do that. Because again, the, the methods to better serve people, to better understand where they're coming from. I think that'd be very helpful. Awesome. Again, awesome. This, I think this is, a, this is a good thing. This would be great for me. But again, like I don't think I can I can help you where you're at, but hey, say I do get like a Samaritan group, maybe, maybe at that point I could help you a little bit. But yeah, I'll just keep in touch and please do. Yeah, I'm excited about the more people you get to talk with and who knows what'll happen. I hope to yeah. see you around. Absolutely. Okay. Take it easy. Bye bye. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.